0: Lisa Lee here, and I'm so excited to be sharing today's interview round episode with you. In these episodes, our brilliant lineup of guests will include healthcare practitioners, voice educators, and other professionals who will share their stories, knowledge, and experiences within their specialized fields to empower you to live your best life. Whether you're a member of the voice community or beyond, your voice is your unique gift. It's time now to share your gift with others, develop a positive mindset and become the best and most authentic version of yourself to create greater impact. Ultimately, you can take charge. It's time for you to live your best life It's time now for A Voice and Beyond. So, without further ado, let's go to today's episode. One area of self-care we can all do better at, whether we want to admit it or not, is nutrition. When it comes to nutrition, we're all too eager to ignore the evidence, and yet, Nutrition is undeniably a major contributor to our quality of life and longevity. If this is an area of your life you have been neglecting, you won't want to miss this week's episode of A Voice and Beyond with special guest, Neil Cannon. Neil is one of the most insightful and thought-provoking guests I have ever had on the podcast. And if he doesn't inspire you to take a good look at your own eating habits, I don't know who will. Neil is a nutrition and health professional, speaker, coach, podcast host, and best-selling author of The Vitality Secret. In this interview, he shares with us that as he was growing up, he suffered from chronic illnesses and these health conditions inspired him on a journey of discovering the relationship between many common chronic illnesses and poor nutrition. He reveals that inflammation is the root cause of some of the most common and chronic health challenges that exist today such as diabetes, eczema, psoriasis, many common digestive challenges, arthritis, obesity, low energy, brain fog, and many, many more. He believes that anyone can improve their health by combating chronic inflammation and he gives us examples of how to reverse engineer some of these conditions using a number of different approaches covering the physical, mental and emotional pillars of healing. Neil also discusses some of the greatest misconceptions about health and wellness The main environmental toxins in the 21st century, the impact of chronic stress on our bodies, how medicine and the health industry has become a modern business, and much more. You don't want to miss out on this episode, especially if you or someone you know is suffering from a chronic health issue. So, without further ado, Let's go to today's episode. Welcome to A Voice and Beyond, Neil Cannon. How are you?
1: Very well, thank you, Marissa. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm excited for this conversation. So
0: am I. I can never get enough of talking about health and wellness. It's a it's a topic that really excites me. Because for me, I want to have a long, happy, but also healthy life where we I can make the most out of every day. So this is really important to me, also. So now you are a best-selling author of the book, The Vitality Secret. Yep. You are a speaker, a coach, a nutrition and health professional, and you also have your own podcast. The Vitality Secret. So, thank you so much for being here. You have such a unique and thoughtful approach to creating health and wellness and resilience in your patients, and I, I want to unpack all that. But first of all. How did you arrive to where you're at right now? Because I know usually when someone goes into a particular field, it's because something happened to them in their childhood. A psychologist goes into psychology because something was kind of messed up in their childhood. Was that your case?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes, and you've clearly discovered this yourself. I've discovered this, that everyone who works in holistic health or healing comes with their own story of recovery of or healing. Some kind of crisis, ultimately, that changed the course of their lives, maybe created some kind of inflection point. I used to be in re- real estate. Oh, my god. And I somehow found myself doing something very, very different. Yeah. So my journey was really, my own story was eczema. I had it from a toddler. And for the best part of 30 years, I was always given the same treatments which were very temporary solutions, which meant it would always come back. Mm-hmm. So they comprised steroid creams, which have left pigmentation on my skin. I don't know if you can see that, but at various places on my skin, the pigment's gone. Prescription moisturizers, which when you look at the ingredients, they're full of nasty ingredients, which should not be put on your skin. And also antibiotics when it got particularly bad. And that was pretty much the treatment prescribed by a doctor By well, for about 30 years. And it wasn't until my father suffered a stroke when I had my own wake-up call, which is a slightly unusual way of going about it. But that's ultimately what happened because he had the stroke and I had this kind of inner knowing. It was like my innate intelligence telling me that his stroke was avoidable. It just came from within. Hmm. I must be open as well. I, I was already in health and fitness. I'd written a book on increasing testosterone naturally for guys. And I had started seeing this word inflammation everywhere, but I, I hadn't really grasped what it was about until my father suffered a stroke. And I started seeing it as the underlying cause of almost every illness. And I went on a bit of a research quest and very, very quickly, I found out that chronic inflammation was not only the underlying cause of his stroke and the hypertension that led to his stroke and the asthma he'd had since 12, which is a fully reversible condition, also with the eczema I'd had my whole life. So I went about a change in my diet, lifestyle, exercise, habits, various habits changed. And I got rid of it very quickly. Incredible. And there was a lot of focus around anti-inflammatory living and healing the gut, which is the one organ you want to heal Mm -hmm. with any kind of skin condition or any kind of chronic illness, in fact. yes. So that's my story in a nutshell. And oh, yes, since 2015. I've been helping people reverse various conditions by... Helping them get to the underlying cause of their inflammation.
0: I'll share a little story with you here. My youngest daughter, who is now 26, she, as a, a young baby and a toddler, she also suffered from eczema. And you know, we we started looking into ways of dealing with that, but nothing helped. And There was a guy, we had a cafe at the time, and there was a guy that used to come in every day. We used to call him the witch doctor. Mm. We really didn't understand what a natural therapist was at the time, but he just had a different way of dealing with illnesses. And we thought, as I said, we used to call him a witch doctor because we didn't understand what he was doing. And it got to a crisis point with my daughter, She was two years old and she was basically cooking from the inside out and was covered, red raw and in excruciating pain and I just didn't know where to turn. It was Christmas Eve and I called him. He had closed his clinic but he could hear the desperation in my voice and he allowed us to go over there then and there and totally changed her diet gave supplements and and different things took her off different foods and within 2 days i had a different child her temperament changed
1: mm. the mm. eczema cleared
0: It was simply amazing and that was 24 years ago and that's opened my eyes to everything that you're talking about. I'm very open and receptive to because Mm. I've seen the impact of it for myself and we continue to deal with that without witch
1: doctor. (laughs) Amazing, isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. and Isn't it interesting how these treatments are still referred to as alternative health or alternative medicine? I'm using air quotes for listeners.
0: Yes, I was
1: too. So I personally consider these ways as medicine. That's my definition of medicine. It's something that helps the body to heal from the inside out. Exactly. Yeah, and knowing that eczema is a symptom of chronic inflammation, which is a symptom of something else, Really doesn't make much sense to take a drug or put a topical steroid on, which is ignoring entirely why the symptom is there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yet that has the label Western medicine. Yes. Slowly but surely, people are starting to understand that that's not really medicine. I refer to it as emergency medicine, and we know it's phenomenal in emergencies. Gets us out of trouble, can save our lives. My own parents are alive thanks to. Western medicine, various friends are alive thanks to Western medicine, so it absolutely has its place. However, when it comes to chronic illness and dis-ease, it tends to be very limited in its ability to help people.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I just wanted to add that with my grandson, he also suffered from eczema and he also went down the route of going to see skin specialists, Doctors, in the end, my daughter came to me, my oldest daughter, and said, Mum, you know, nothing's working here. Can I have the name of the witch doctor?
1: Who's <laughs> still around 27 years later.
0: Mm-hmm. And she went to him and same thing. My grandson was healed of his eczema. Yeah. And yeah. and look, the problem personally is that one Western medicine doesn't always work. It's putting a Band-Aid on the problem. And I'm not boo-hooing everything here, people. But sometimes it's it's just putting that Band-Aid. If you're someone that doesn't deal with Western medicine well, as I don't, I don't even handle painkillers very well. If I take some forms of pain relief, I immediately vomit. My body just rejects wow. them and then there's milder forms of pain relief that i sorry to put it out there i don't go to the toilet for the next 3 days so they mm. seem to fix one thing but then something else goes wrong and you Absolutely. just feel like you 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 end up on this roller coaster and there's no way of getting off
1: so true so true There's a spiral once mm. often what happens is someone will be they'll experience a symptom, they'll be prescribed a drug. It appears as though it's working because the symptom goes away. And then sometime down the road, a year or two, there's a new symptom created by, guess what, the drug. Yes. So there's not a single drug that doesn't come with side effects or direct effects, as we're starting to call them. Mm. There's not literally not a single drug that doesn't come with side effects. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we know that they actually cause harm. So not only do they not address the underlying cause, or rather, not only do they make you think you're okay, but they actually don't address the underlying cause, and then they let the underlying cause worsen, unnoticed, and contribute to a new problem. Yes. So there's a William Osler quote that says, when you take, I'm going to have to, this isn't verbatim, but it's something to the effect of, the person who takes medicine has to recover twice, once from the medicine and once from the disease. Mm. Or it might have I been once that. from the disease and then once from the medicine. That might have been yeah, the wrong. I but get, you get well, the yes, idea.
0: <laughs> I, I yes, and I hundred percent agree. And I think that is such a great quote. Okay, so you are a health and vitality expert and coach in your practice. What does yes. that actually mean? Because I've not heard that before. I've heard of natural therapist, naturopath. But what is that?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. I don't think I've ever been asked this question. Oh, really? And by the way, I, I wanted to circle back because you talked about patients earlier. I must be clear, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can't call my clients patients. They're clients. Sure. So I I guide people on a journey, and it's, the reason I don't just call it coaching is because it's it's way more than coaching. I provide a toolbox of everything I've researched over the last 10 years and I guide people on what I call a vitality journey. And we cover the physical, mental, emotional, and energetic pillars of vitality. I'm air quoting again.
0: I yeah, call them the I pillars of you. vitality
1: here. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's just different areas of health ultimately. And where most people can get results by simply addressing the physical, which really entails diet and exercise and predominantly with an anti-inflammatory focus and healing the gut. We also look at various toxins, which might be external to the body or internal in the body. And then we also look at the mental, the emotional, and the energetic pillars as well, because the body, the, the true holistic approach is to address the whole so that's what we do when I guide people on this journey. So I coach people through it, I mentor them through it, and I provide the toolbox so people can pick and choose what they most resonate with. Because there's normally one focus that people zero in on, and I guide them. And it's I'm more like a guide of partner in health. There's lots of words I've used. But ultimately, I'm taking them by the hand, whether it's private or in a group setting, showing them what I have learned, what, what's worked for me and my clients in 2015, what can work for them too, using as much solid science and data as I possibly can to help persuade them. Yes. And also just by forming a relationship with them, I, they can they instill trust in what I have to say. Because there's some things I introduce, you know, five or six weeks down the line where I would just not, I wouldn't introduce it in week one because they'd probably walk in the other direction.
0: They would run for the hills. And then jump in that ocean near there.
1: Right. And swim. <laughs> and go kite surfing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there, there is an element of creating and forming rapport with my clients. And then once they're ready, I start to introduce new principles and concepts that weren't available to them really beforehand. Or they, they hadn't even, they weren't in their awareness, put it that way.
0: Where did you get that training from, that, that you've created this program or your, your practice? Where has all that come from, that knowledge?
1: To be totally transparent, this is my own system that I've put together over the years by testing and tweaking. I do hold a nutrition qualification, but to be transparent, again, the nutrition direction I give people isn't really anything to do with that qualification the qualifications that are wanted around nutrition weren't, believe it or not, government-backed or they weren't accredited.
0: I've heard that before.
1: Yeah, the the really useful approaches to diet, you can't get accredited for. Yes. So something weird going on there. So I I give people tips and tools to switch to an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan and help them replace certain foods for other ones and guide them through the process.
0: Okay. So when someone comes to you, where have they come from? How do they know about you? Has someone referred them? What do you do with that person? What what kind of diagnostic tool do you use or assessment tool to like figure out what's going on with that person in front
1: of you? Yeah. So first up, where do they fire me? Podcasts. One. Also, I've been on various TV shows and They often are referrals from existing clients or past clients, Mm -hmm. and they might just do a Google search and find something on Vitality in my website, maybe. But ultimately, people who arrive on my site are normally here with me. So then it's a matter of them choosing which is the right offer for them, whether it's group coaching or the book or private coaching. And then once we sit down and we begin, in terms of diagnostics, there are a few blood tests that we often do, And again, I kind of work with their doctor because I'm not officially allowed to look at blood results or anything. So I have them ask their doctor for these tests, and then we can kind of work around it. And I work alongside their doctor as their partner in health. Right. I also use bioresonance, and we use microbiome testing, testing the gut microbiome. Bioresonance is really incredible because... By using frequency, you can determine imbalances in the body. You know, with frequency machines, everything about us is a different frequency. Even our emotions have a different frequency. So there are some incredible devices out now that can ping these frequencies off your skin. Some have one hundred and forty thousand different frequencies inside these machines, and you can hold. They work with different technology, but you can hold them. You can put them on your head. You could stand on them with your bare feet. There's different ways of doing it. In fact, there's even voice command ones where you can do it remotely and talk into the phone and it picks up the resonance off your cheek. There's there's lots of oh. different ways to get. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, technology in this space is really advanced now. And in fact, some of the technology has been around for much longer than we'd ever imagined, more than 100 years. Like And... Rife Frequencies, for example, Royal Raymond Rife discovered that you could eliminate cancer by matching the frequency of the tumour and he had a 100% success rate record apparently, although the sample size was very small, but he was very successful. Sadly, he was quashed alongside many other incredible.
0: We are going to talk about that later on in the podcast Mm. because we have some discussions that we both want Mm. to have around all of that. So these people come to you, what is it that you're looking for? Is it predominantly inflammation?
1: Yes. So I normally work with people who have some kind of chronic symptom. It doesn't really matter what it is. I can't work with everything, but for the most part, most symptoms are, most illnesses are just symptoms of chronic inflammation. So some people say, will this work for me? And my immediate response is, you can have a quick look on peer-reviewed medical research like PubMed, type in your symptom name and inflammation, see if they're connected. If they're connected, the chances are it can help. And so it covers a wide range of symptoms. If it's a chronic illness, the chances are it's a symptom of chronic inflammation. That goes from anything as kind of mild-ish as eczema or acne, through to arthritis, to gout, to various autoimmune conditions, and mm-hmm. in fact, most autoimmune conditions. There's a few that I think are much trickier to reverse than others. But ultimately, the methodology is very, very similar. So people will come with a chronic symptom. It might be low energy or low libido for a guys, for example. And we will kind of check in at the beginning and see the symptoms and how they're feeling and do a quick kind of checklist. And over the course of eight weeks, we'll go around creating balance in their body across the four pillars and meet every week and kind of course correct. But ultimately they've, they've found they've come to me because their body is out of balance for some reason. Hmm. And I help them. I talk about reverse engineering. So understanding that everything has a cause, everything has a root cause. So I help them peel back the layers of the onion and find out what is underlying the symptom or really what's underlying the chronic inflammation, which is creating the symptom.
0: Mm. Okay. What is or what are the main causes of inflammation and how do they manifest?
1: Yes. So inflammation is your immune system's reaction to what it perceives as an attack on it ultimately. So your immune system, this wonderful army of defenders, which is so intelligent, will spot something entering the body or something you're exposed to, and it will go on into some kind of alert to protect the body. It's, it's a healthy immune response, mm-hmm. and the immune system will get to work to fight that intruder. So alien invaders come in, the immune system says, well, what's that? Let's, let's go into protection. and the way that the this is the way I see it the way the body communicates that with the the owner of the body yes (laughs) through a symptom it's like a warning light on your dashboard right flashing on, like your your oil lights on pay attention Neil whatever your name is go and attend to the oil the root cause go and figure out go and change the oil or if there's an oil link go take that car to the mechanic so they can fix it at the cause they can figure out why the oil light's on, and then naturally that light will go off. That's how I consider medicine, and that's the, the really, I feel, the most logical step to take if there's any imbalance in the body. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an invitation to go and take some drugs, although they're useful in the short term, or can be useful in the short term. It's an invitation to figure out why that cause, or why that light is on, why that warning light is on. Mm -hmm. So, inflammation, back to your question, is the immune system reaction to some kind of threat on the body that can also be a perceived threat because chronic inflammation also happens with chronic stress. So, when we are living by the hormones of stress, Mm -hmm. we are ultimately in fight or flight perceiving Mm -hmm. some kind of threat Mm -hmm. made up in the mind normally, and that's what stress really is. So if someone is experiencing chronic stress, what, what happens is they live by the hormones of stress and it actually weakens the gut lining over time and creates illness in the body, ultimately. It's often spoken about how 90% of illness is down to chronic stress. And that's, most people can relate to that. Right. And there's a number of different processes happening when we are constantly living in fight or flight. You know, if if we're running from that, saber-toothed tiger, it's a very healthy response because mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. does, the body does incredible things to keep us safe and alert and high alert and cortisol, etc. Lots of biochemical changes happen in fight or flight. The only thing is when we're in fight or flight, the innate immune system isn't needed as much. So less energy is focused on the innate immune system. And we know that 70 to 80% of the immune system is located in and around the gut which is the very organ we want to heal if we have any kind of chronic symptom. Mm. So this is why the mental piece and the emotional piece is huge when it comes to reversing illness. Because we could be drinking, we could be having the most anti-inflammatory diet known to man. We could be vegetable juicing every single day. But if we are living by the hormones of stress, we're just basically consuming anti-inflammatory organic stress hormones <laughs> it doesn't make much difference we just we want to be balanced across every pillar ultimately mm. so diet is is important
0: anti-inflammatory
1: nutrition is important yes. the only thing is if if it's just that and we don't take care of the mental piece and the emotional piece we're going to be missing a big part of the puzzle
0: yes well i have to admit that i do suffer from gut health issues from time to time that flare up. And I do live in that high stress mode. (laughs) I try not to, but it's really hard to, if that's your default behavior, it's really hard to switch that off. And like I do the whole gluten-free thing. I can do the whole not having dairy all the things that you're meant to have for good gut health, stay away from bad foods, and I can still have a flare-up of where my I'm in pain. Then I can go through periods where I can eat dairy, I can have gluten, I can have all the other foods without a problem. And that to me has been proof that it is more than just the the gluten free. It's it's more oh, wow. than the gluten. It's more than the dairy. That it is to do with my emotional mental state mm. at the time. Because if I'm calm, I find that I can eat anything. But as soon as I'm in that high stress mode, doesn't matter what I eat, it's going to play play ball with my stomach.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so I yeah get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And for me, I don't seek medical help. There are some supplements that I can take or drops that I take that kind of calm it down a little bit to at least relieve the pain. But it's a big thing. And there are so many people these days that are, that believe they are gluten intolerant, that they have allergies to dairy. But what you're saying is essentially that it's more than that.
1: Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Some people can be okay with a certain food type until they hit a certain age or a certain Mm. time in their life. And then suddenly they can't have it anymore.
0: I feel that.
1: Yeah. So so what's happened? Normally there's some kind of an event in someone's life. Let's call it a trapped emotion or a trauma. This, This event has caused an energy shift in the body, and it's left an energetic imprint in the body, which is causing a weakness, ultimately. So most illness or dis-ease can be traced back to some kind of traumatic event in someone's life. And it doesn't have to have been a, a huge trauma. It could be something like an argument with a sibling or a parent when you're five years old, Or it might be more recent. You found yourself very stressed at work for some reason and the chronic stress is weakening in the gut and then suddenly you can't eat gluten anymore when you were fine with it before. Mm. So it's it's either a buildup of stress over years and or some kind of new event that's happened in one's life which has caused the onset of some kind of new symptom.
0: This is incredible and I feel like we're having a session here, and I apologize to the listeners that I'm making it about me, but, oh, my gosh, what you just said there then is so powerful and so relatable to me right now. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share another little story. It's, honestly, by the end of this, you're going to know me very well, and it's going to be your interview. But 12 months ago my mum started being very unwell, And like very, very unwell. And she ended up passing away for two months. We're all struggling as a family, trying to deal with what was going on. And every morning while I was, she was living interstate, I would go for a walk every morning. And that was my way of clearing my head. One particular morning throughout that time, all of a sudden my back started to spasm. Mm. Mm -hmm. never ever have I had a back problem my whole life and ever since then I've been having problems with my back and it was during that time of being in such an elevated emotional state that and you're talking about a new event and that was an absolutely a new event that was that came out of nowhere, we were not expecting this to happen with my mum at that time, and all the emotion and, and all the responsibility and the decision-making that was going on at that time, I feel like that had something to do with the back problem.
1: I wouldn't be at all surprised, yeah. when, when Whenever I hear of a new symptom, I a go-to intuitive response is it's emotional. Mm. Well, not every time. Intuitive response means it's based on the person. But often, more often than not, it is emotional that causes it. If you think about it, we are electromagnetic beings. We're energy beings through and through. You know, if you, mm. if you zoom in enough on us with a strong enough microscope, understanding quantum physics, we are mostly energy. We're actually 0.000, 000 many zero, one matter. We are point nine 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 many zero nines, sorry, many nines. Yes. Energy or wow. empty space. Wow. And when we have, when we experience events in our lives, it kind of jolts us. It kind of takes us out of alignment and shocks us, or whatever word works for you. It, that impact on the on our lives leaves an energetic imprint on the body. There's actually a slogan that says the organs weep the tears. The eyes refuse to shed. Mm. We store this energy mm. around the body in different organs. It can be in joints. It might be on a neck. It could be a migraine. It could be. We store this energy as it bundles of electromagnetic energy, and then those electromagnetic energy bundles then affect the the flow of electrons around the body because we're the body electric. We are wired up like a house, quite literally. And if we have these bundles of energy stored in the body, it actually affects the voltage, getting a bit yes. technical here, no, 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 different organs. Mm-hmm. So a characteristic, looking from the, a body electric standpoint, and I'll give a quote, I'll give credit where it's due here. Dr. Jerry Tennant, I originally heard this from after I was actually, I got poisoned by my phone. I can come back to that if you want. But he he says a characteristic of all chronic illness is low voltage to an organ so that's just an interesting thing to know because we think okay why why all of a sudden have i got type 1 diabetes which means the pancreas isn't firing why has it been okay all my life and then now this happened so what's happened with i'm just i'm just picked that example for some reason because I don't know why, just the first one hmm. just came to, came to mind. Autoimmune condition if it's developed in life. And what's ultimately happening happening is the pancreas isn't firing as it ought to be because it stopped producing insulin. So why has that happened? Normally, toxins and trauma and ultimately it's dropped the voltage, it's dropped the power to the pancreas so the pancreas isn't firing very well anymore. So... It's just useful to know. Let's say the gut is someone's got you mentioned, you know, something earlier. Let's say IBS or yes. Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or something like an inflammatory bowel disease, IBD. Yes. I don't know, the name disease. Anyway, something's going on in the gut. There's not enough power going to the gut. If your light starts flashing in your home. I used to be an electrician, by the way. So when I, when I learned this, it was like the penny dropped and like a huge aha moment, a huge epiphany. It was as if at that point, seven years of my life in, in terms of research and health and wellness just got summarized in 45 minutes with one presentation on YouTube. And then I researched and read the book and then learned more. So let's say there's a light flashing in your home. There's not enough power going to that light. So it starts, it drops and the power drops. You can see something's going on with that circuit. The electrician would go and figure out why, what's going on in that circuit. It could be a dodgy switch. It could be a dodgy cable. It could, be, it could have drilled through a cable or something. Something's caused not mm-hmm. enough power to go to that light. Yes. Same thing happens in the body. So I see my job as kind of helping the person, whoever I'm partnering in health with, as helping them reverse engineer why there's not enough power going to the organ in question. So, for example, since I picked type 1 diabetes when the pancreas isn't firing, sometimes it might be that there are affected teeth. There could be an affected root canal, or there could be mercury in the mouth, or there could be cavities. There's something going on in the mouth. Yeah, because every electrical circuit in the body passes through your teeth. I'll come back to the little story I just talked about earlier. That is
0: incredible. Yes. (laughs) The
1: pancreas and the teeth. Every organ is on a different circuit. somewhere mm-hmm. on the same circuit, but they go through the teeth which act like circuit breakers. Do you know do you know what circuit breakers are? Yes. In your yes. I do. So imagine this was explained to me, by the way, when I, I couldn't shake off a cold in twenty seventeen. And it wasn't until I went to go and see a chiropractor a kinesiologist and he body tested me and he said within ten minutes he found out that the reason why I couldn't shake up a cold for more than a month, it was a mild cold, but it was annoying. And I was doing everything I thought was right. I was living in LA, anti-inflammatory nutrition, veggie juicing every day. I was active, I was doing yoga, I was working out, I had sunlight, I was going in the ocean. Everything was like physically, I thought I was doing a lot right. and I couldn't shake off this cold for a month. So I knew something was up with my immune system. And he found out pretty quickly that these three, he pointed to three specific teeth on the side of my face where I used to hold my phone. <gasps> and he said, these three teeth have become depolarized. And I looked at him like he was a crazy person. I thought, what, what, what do you mean? He said, they have become depolarized. The polarity has flipped and the voltage has dropped to your immune system. So what we're going to do is use lasers. So in two sessions, he shined lasers on my teeth, scalar lasers, and then my cold went away.
0: That is the craziest thing I've ever heard, but in a good way.
1: (laughs) Right. So imagine this. That was a very mild cold. Do you know how many people are experiencing chronic illness and they have no idea about the effects of electromagnetic radiation on their bodies?
0: I do know because I have heard of this.
1: We are both using cables right now. Mm-hmm. We are not using Bluetooth in our ears. Mm. And I, re- I have never, ever bought those earbuds. Oh, I have not. There's one compromise I'll never make. There's, I've seen some people working in health, you know, working wearing these AirPods. I will never put that because it's a transmitter with a battery next to your brain. EMFs are... Unequivocally causing us harm. The only thing is, some people are more sensitive to others, and we we do adjust, and the body definitely does adjust. But some people are so sensitive to EMFs they can't even walk into a Wi-Fi shop, into a coffee shop, or they'll they'll start to get a headache when five G launched, for example. In the UK, I got very loud about it. I couldn't believe that they launched 5G without any biological safety testing whatsoever and put hundreds of millions behind it. And I got very loud on Facebook and I was trying to get people to halt and I was attending all these meetings in London and in the UK. There's a huge movement to stop it and it just went ahead anyway. Around that time when 5G launched, people were getting nosebleeds. They were suffering from low-level depression. They were suffering from headaches and people were having to leave their homes and move to somewhere away from these cell phone towers. Really? Which, yeah, which weren't tested. So the, it's a deep rabbit hole. We don't need to go into it. Yeah, a, yes. we, could, we, could, we could go in it slightly if you like. There's a book called The Invisible Rainbow written by Arthur Furstenberg, and he's documented brilliantly, referenced everything about what has preceded every pandemic in history. And it's an increase in electromagnetic radiation, starting with radio waves.
0: Oh, my gosh. Is that the 5G that you're talking about?
1: And and right now, you know, 2019, what do we have? Increase in 5G. And the 5G testing grounds were Wuhan, Milan, London, New York, all the big major cosmopolitan cities. Now, I want to be be totally clear. Mm -hmm. I see this as a compromised immune system i'm not saying it is the virus i'm just saying there's two things at play maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> so i what i have seen is people's immune systems have become compromised because of electromagnetic fields and a lot of people aren't understanding what's compromised their immune system so obviously it's not 100% of people and it's every human is different and different people have different sensitivities i've just I suspect, and there's a ton of research on this as well, it's not just me, there's lots of people in holistic health saying the same thing. EMFs are something to really pay attention to and protect the home. I've got a friend right now who's reversing cancer holistically. He's uh, He was diagnosed with stage 2 lymphoma. Obviously, he was advised to do the conventional route, chemo, radio, etc. He's like, not doing that. And uh, he's chosen holistic route, which is basically detoxification across every pathway and replenish the body. And as he's detoxifying, he's noticing he's doing heavy metal detox, for example. His, the color in his eyes has come back. He, he said it went gray. And He works with cars, and he works with a lot of different chemicals in the, in the showroom. So he's had to withdraw from that. And he's what I'm seeing with him is phenomenal. And I'm witnessing it. He's breathing with us every morning. I run breathwork sessions mm-hmm. to Friday. And he's a regular breather, which is phenomenal for reducing inflammation, oxygenating the cells, detoxifying the body, and lots of other magic. Anyway the reason I bring this in is because he as his body is becoming more sensitized and all the toxins are leaving his body he's becoming more sensitive to EMFs and he he's had to buy a beanie and he's got various hats now because if he doesn't wear the the Faraday protective beanies he gets headaches he puts the he puts the beanie on his headache goes away and he's got various clothing articles of clothing which he wears to protect himself from the EMFs. So it's, it's a big rabbit hole. But it's It is a big rabbit
0: hole. And my witch doctor actually did a podcast episode where he talked about some of this stuff. And he was saying, like, with his Wi-Fi, he makes sure that the router is as far right. away from the bedroom as possible, that he doesn't sleep with the phone by his bed at night time. Exactly all those yeah. kinds of things, and I have heard of this. It's, it's not foreign to me, maybe foreign to some of the people that are listening, but I didn't realise the impact this was having. So do you believe that this is one of the biggest environmental toxins that we're dealing with in the 21st century?
1: Absolutely, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Right to. Uh... 5G, there were already between 6,000, there's at least 6,000 peer reviewed studies talking about how EMFs cause DNA and cell damage. It was already out there. It was, all the evidence is already there. It's unequivocal. But the governing bodies, because they're so intertwined with money and corruption and greed and power, they're not doing, they're not leading with health. They're leading with money first. And health is on the back burner, just like we've seen for the last three years, unequivocally. So we we need to just become savvy with the decisions that are being made by certain organizations Mm -hmm. and protect ourselves, because the organizations that are supposed to be protecting us aren't. In 2011, the WHO, WHO, World Health Organization, classified EMFs as a carcinogen. Actually, I I believe the wording is possible carcinogen, so meaning it causes cancer. So why have they gone ahead and allowed it to progress and progress and progress with 5G, super high frequency towers next to your bedroom, you know, (laughs) with Mm. smartphones outside your child's bedroom, when they can see with live blood analysis what happens if you're exposed to smartphones or smart meters, rather? You can literally do live blood analysis and you can see with your own eyes what happens. So imagine having your ear with an air pod next to a radio transmitter in the ear where there's no skull to protect the the, the power of the, the the EMFs. So with EMFs, it's about the strength of signal and proximity from that signal. So you're talking about airplane mode at night, this is always in airplane mode at night and away from my head. And mm. normally, depending on where I'm staying, the Wi-Fi router also goes off. And I also have protective devices in the home to protect my home from EMFs and have them on my various devices as well. So we're living in a fascinating world.
0: We are. And all of this brings me back to and what you brought up earlier about medicine is a big money making vehicle for a lot of multinational organizations for government bodies i have heard there's cures for cancer that are not accessible because you know, it's such a big money-making industry. Cancer is such a big money-making industry Massive. that it would be to, to the detriment of some of these organisations if it was to be wiped. You know, Correct, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and this,
1: this dates back, you know, over 100 years, ever since Carnegie and Rockefeller took over modern medicine and eradicated natural medicine in 1910 with the Flexner Report, partnering with the AMA, J.P. Morgan, and... They created an industry, they created a drug and surgery industry, which has become a nearing a $4 trillion medical industrial complex that controls mainstream media, colludes with all the three-letter organizations, governments globally, well, at least in the Western world, and big tech. And it's an animal. And Mm. it's only because... I've done the, the research that this is clear to me. If if one hasn't had their crisis moment that's caused them to go and take a deep dive, their wake-up call, cool. there's no reason to really question the systems, you know. And Absolutely. This is, and this is what I've seen with many of my closest friends and family, that they think I'm nuts talking about this stuff. Yes,
0: yes, and a lot of our listeners probably think this is – yeah bit woo woo and it's left of center and it's unbelievable and that's fine that's fine this is just presenting another viewpoint and people can take what they want from it and if you learn one small thing hey one small step for mankind isn't it and let's get back to you now yes and you, okay, so yes we're, we're, <laughs> we're, absolutely okay, okay, so we've worked out that it's not in the best interests of world health organizations that make money from the health industry for us to be healthy. But you knowing what you know and the work that you've done, what kinds of illnesses have you worked with with your clients? That you have reverse engineered their health and well-being. You you they've come to you with all these health issues. Let's give them names like diabetes. Yep,
1: diabetes is one, type two diabetes, pre-diabetes, eczema, acne, psoriasis, rosacea, arthritis, gout, chronic pain, fibromyalgia. What else? There's a few others. Yeah. No testosterone in men. I've never worked professionally with anyone with cancer. It's a very charged symptom. Mm-hmm. I don't like calling it a disease. It's a chronic symptom. But it's it's just so charged that whoever I'm more than happy to talk to people and my friends about it. But just to this date, I haven't actually officially professionally mm-hmm. worked with anyone with cancer. Yes. Yes. I just what what I'm about is is radical empowerment, really helping my clients. Instill radical responsibility around their health. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I think it's the ultimate secret source to healing. Because if we if we're in a victim state and we think something's happened to us, we think we've got this genetic destiny and there's nothing we can do about it, that puts us into a victim state, which doesn't help when it comes to healing. And in my latest book, which is coming out in the next six to eight weeks, I actually talk about how radical responsibility is the secret source in healing is my personal view because it enables us to go on this journey of self-discovery and figure out, okay, where in my life have I been exposed to toxins or where in my life am I out of alignment or, you know, is there chronic stress in my life? Am I in a relationship which isn't serving me? Am I in a job that's mm. not serving me? What's going on in my life which is creating dis-ease
0: or all of the above and you wonder why you're
1: so sick right exactly exactly so it's so much more empowering knowing that the body in my opinion it's so much more empowering knowing that the body creates symptoms to give us some kind of indication that we're out of balance we know from the science of epigenetics that that's been around for decades, mm. but it's the environment in the body that signals the genes and the health of our cells, it's not the genes that trigger the illness. And this is true for at least 95%. I think it's almost 98%. In around 2 to 5% of the population, they are born with so-called defective genes or genes which are fully penetrant, which means the individual may not have the power as to whether or not that gene is expressed or not. However, that's not to say they can't reverse it or heal it. I believe the body can heal anything with the right approach. And the science of epigenetics is all about the environment. So providing we create an environment in the body conducive to healing, I believe the body can heal anything. Mm. Within reason, of course. Okay. Grow a new limb. Maybe you can.
0: Mm. My husband has a genetic disorder. He has polycystic kidney disease, which was diagnosed not so, not so many years ago, and that's come from his mum, and his brother has it also. And it's only because of a drug that he's on, and it, it was a trial drug that seems to have worked for him, that it's managed to keep his organ function at a healthy rate. Is that even something that he could heal himself?
1: Do you believe? I absolutely believe that, yes, without a shadow of doubt.
0: So what kinds of things then without knowing him, what would be something that you would look at first up? If you're if we're talking kidneys, is there some a part of the body where you go, okay, this is linked to the kidneys?
1: Well, As we talked about teeth earlier, we could go there immediately. You could look at a tooth chart, and you can look at which teeth are attached to the kidneys and then have a look in his mouth and say, do you have any root canals, infected root canals, mercury, cavities, anything that might be dropping the voltage in that circuit? Like what happened with me and my phone poisoning? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the first things I normally do, in fact, with my clients, other than clean up the diet and go anti-inflammatory. But what's causing the kidneys to malfunction? Something's causing the kidneys to malfunction. Even though it's claimed yes. as genetic, yes. the science of epigenetics tells us that even if our parents come with or had cancer or heart disease or diabetes, if we do what they did and we model their way of life mm-hmm. and we eat the same diet, we have the same exercise you know yes. approach or same habits and approach to stress or approach to life we end up recreating the same environment as they created then yes we have a stronger likelihood of developing what they they manifested in their bodies mm-hmm. however the science of epigenetics is also very self empowering because we can say okay how do we create the environment in the body conducive to healing and to signal new genes in new ways and a, a body conducive to vitality and growth and repair. So it's all around the environment. So I, I, I see almost every symptom as there's, there's a theme, there's a formula that can be applied. I'd want to know why is there not enough voltage going to the, the kidneys? What's going on there? What's affecting the kidneys? I mean, you could look at various things he's consuming in the diet. First and foremost, you know, do a kidney flush and see what's going on and detoxify see, the body in every way. Oh, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. It's just he's not eating very healthy. Right. That, that's that.
1: normally the that's normally the first place to, to visit.
0: And well, a little bit too much alcohol, might I add.
1: Right, right. Yeah. So yes, there's, I would say there's always a way of figuring out what, why are organs not working as they ought to be. Mm. And it just, you can, one can actually learn a formula and go through the formula. And that's kind of what I've done. Medicine, for example, or naturopathic medicine, good functional medicine doctors will be all about getting to the cause of whatever is out of balance. This is a form of medicine. I love yeah. as well as naturopathic medicine i pay attention to forms of medicine which are about getting to the cause Mm. and and not simply masking.
0: Well, Neil, we're going to start wrapping this up. This has been so interesting and I hope that listeners have enjoyed what you've had to share and they've learnt something from it and they listen to it with an open mind and an open heart we're all allowed our opinions. There are many ways to skin a cat is what we used to say. Everyone has to find their way of dealing with whatever they're wanting to deal with. I'm very open to what you've spoken about. I think it's amazing. Keep up your brilliant work. In wrapping up, what advice would you like to give to the listeners? How can we all be doing better? Something that's simple and maybe not so woo so woo for people who think this is woo woo.
1: <laughs> yeah, one one quote I'd like to leave your listeners with is: "Your body's ability to heal is greater than you have ever been allowed to believe." Mm. I believe the body can heal almost anything, within reason. So the first and foremost less woo-woo thing to do is to switch to an anti... If anyone has any chronic symptoms, just look up what an anti-inflammatory diet is. I wrote about it in my last book, The Vitality Secret. A lot of people have read that book and got results just by reading that book. Well, not just by reading the book. It's not that Mm. good. They've read the book and then taken action and changed their diet and then got results. Yes. Um, So there's very tangible things that anyone could be doing First and foremost, get rid of toxins. Stop eating toxins. If we eat toxins, expect symptoms.
0: What are toxins? What what's some, an example of
1: toxic food? Fake food, fried food, anything with GMO food is toxic. Particularly corn, soy, wheat in America, cotton seed. There's there's a few culprits which are just we should really swerve. And the hybridised wheat grain in America, particularly, but not just America, other countries as well, it's just particularly bad in America. So the Roundup Ready and the other magic show it's got it's gone through. So really clean up the diet. If if you love bread, find an alternative. For example, and find something you like and it's not going to be a sacrifice. Think of what you Mm. can replace. I like to replace things rather than quit things because the moment we quit something, it's introducing pain into our lives and it's just, it's likely not going to last. So if we can just get interested and intrigued by anti-inflammatory nutrition and there's so many resources out there now, so many free websites you can go to, YouTube channels, my, you know, get to mine. I've a cooking show as well. So there's so many resources now. They're virtually free. So I would say switch to an anti-inflammatory way of life. Think of the gut as the organ we need to focus on for any kind of chronic symptom. It's like the engine for, it's where yes. we create energy. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing in the gut. We're literally mm-hmm. creating energy from digestion of food. So focus on gut health. Know that the body is always trying to heal itself. We just need to step out of the way. We need to take the toxins out, put the fuel in. That's kind of what I'm doing on a really simplistic level. Take the toxins out, put the fuel in. Toxins out, fuel in.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there's other, you know, we just want to get back to nature. Eat in alignment with the nature codes. You know, packaged foods that's full of processed foods. Processed foods. Yes. Full of artificial flavorings and preservatives and it's just not nice it's not yes
0: it was funny you were mentioning about bread for example I've been thinking about baking my own bread you can buy a bread baking machine is that better than buying the bread or is that still
1: bread It's still bread, but it's still bread, but it depends where your grain is going to come from. Where's your wheat going to come from? Uh Some people can go to Italy or France and they can have bread and they they won't feel bloated or they won't get a reaction. And they'll go to America and they get bloated and they get breakout and skin rashes and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's better than buying it in the supermarket, probably. And... Sprouted, for example, it's going to be better or what's the, what, what's the word I was gonna look for? There's another type of bread and it's less harmful anyway. Felt yeah, I mean that's that's less harmful, but but it's yes, it's better.
0: It's better, but um, it's still bread. It's still <laughs> <It's> bread. <laughs> bottom line. So why is why is everything that that tastes good bad for you and um, and and why does everything that hurts good for you, like exercise, although I love exercise, but it's like everything that's difficult is always good for you, and we have to find a way of making it taste good, feel good, and then just reap the rewards of the benefits of all of that.
1: I think you just really hit the nail on the head there with mm-hmm. find a way that works for you. You know, with exercise, yeah, it's some for some people, it's like a chore. So, yes. pick a form of movement that you love. Dance, yes. play golf, bowls, walk. table tennis, walk, <laughs> walk in walk, the fresh air, in nature. Is you don't amazing. have to run.
0: Yeah, I look at people yeah. running. I hope <laughs> no one takes offence to this, but I I look at people running and I go, you know what? Running was invented if you were being chased by somebody holding a gun or a knife. I see running as one of the most pointless things there is to do.
1: That's
0: funny. Yeah, I'd rather walk
1: (laughs) briskly. (laughs) I mean, walking is very, very good for you, and it's it's remarkably effective at so many things. I, I'll never forget meeting someone and sadly he's passed now but a few years ago five years ago he burnt he was 400 pounds he was massive and he got down to a 34 inch waist over the course of a year or something just by walking everywhere yeah and and he changed his diet a bit of course but just by walking was the main thing so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be a crazy Mm -hmm. exercise we Mm -hmm. just have to move we need to move to get the lymphatic. Exactly,
0: system exactly. I mean, this sedentary lifestyle that we're all living now mm. is going to end up killing us. We're not They're moving safe. enough. Yeah.
1: Sitting is the new smoking. It is, it on. is.
0: I I believe that too. Now, Neil, thank you for your time and all your brilliant pearls of information. We're going to share links to your podcast, your website, and to your book, The Vitality Secret, for our listeners in the show notes. So if people want to learn more about you, they can find you through the show notes. I really appreciate your time and Hope to catch up sometime again in the future. Yes. So thank you again for your time and all the very best with your new book that's going to be coming out in about eight weeks' time and it's called?
1: Yes, The Vitality Code.
0: The Vitality Code. So we've shared the secret, now we're giving you the code. Exactly. (laughs) After that, we'll have to shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you again and see you in the future. Good luck with everything.
1: Thank you so much, Marissa. It's been a fun conversation. I hope it's been valuable for your listeners. Oh,
0: well, it has been for me. It doesn't matter about the listeners. No, 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 no. (laughs) Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Voice and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed it, as now is an important time for you to invest in your own self care, personal growth, and education. Use every day as an opportunity to learn and to grow so you can show up feeling empowered and ready to live your best life. If you know someone who will also be inspired by this episode, please be sure to copy and paste the link and share it with them or share it on social media and use the hashtag A Voice and Beyond. I promise you I am committed to bringing you more inspiration and conversations just like this one every week. And if you would like to help me, please rate and review this podcast and cheer me on by clicking the subscribe button on Apple Podcast right now. I would also love to know what it is that you most enjoyed about this episode and what was your biggest takeaway. Please take care and I look forward to your company next time on the next episode of A Voice and Beyond.